Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. Today we have an interesting show, uh, Divine View of Healthcare. Is it a help or a hindrance? Will medicine triumph over illness or is it a holding action with a huge downside? Our scientists created healthcare approaches with mixed results. There have already been many critics and uh, we're here to help try to explain why it's bad and how to do it better. Uh, Welcome to the show, Carl. Thanks, Brian. Uh, Appreciate it. And uh, this is a source subject for a lot of folks. We all have a vested interest in this. We all have a fragile physical body at times, and we need help at times as well. And science does the best it can. And I know a fair amount about this. I had a 30-year career as a pharmacologist working in the pharmaceutical industry, doing research to discover new treatments for illness. And I have uh, half a dozen U.S. patents for drugs and medical devices. So I am a scientist and inventor. I know a fair amount about medicine, its history, and the ins and outs and the downsides. Well, then you can certainly tell us or what is the scientific evidence for benefits versus liabilities of our current health care? Well, this is a story that the medical establishment doesn't like to talk about much. And the media kind of give them a pass. They're the heroes. And we all look to them for guidance, support, and, and innovation. But I can tell you that back in 1978, when the U.S. Office of Technology Assessment reported only 10 to 20 percent of medical treatments were effective, that was rather sobering. Flash forward to 2007, the British Medical Journal's clinical evidence analyzed a large number of common medical treatments to determine which are supported by reliable evidence and found that only 11 percent were clearly beneficial. The others were uncertain at best or had never been studied. The Wall Street Journal in 2014 reported an estimate that there are roughly 5,300 distinct human diseases, but there are only 500 diseases for which a treatment exists. The rest are being largely ignored or treated, you know, in a kind of patchwork, well, let's try this, see what happens sort of process, but no real systematic study and validation. And not only is effectiveness uncertain, there's a large downside to what medicine does because the treatments are invasive. The Journal of the American Medical Association, the bastion of support and championing medicine, declared in 2000, the taking the recent data for physician and hospital errors, hospital acquired infections, and side effects of prescription drugs, together, they were the third leading cause of death after cancer and heart disease. And I reasoned at the time, considering estimates only 10 to 15% of medical errors and adverse events are ever reported, that the inherent dangers of the healthcare system are likely much, much worse And this has been confirmed by a newer study based on 10-year government statistics, 
summarized in the book Death by Medicine, showing that the U.S. healthcare system is the leading cause of death in the United States of America. Wow, that is some sobering statistics. So we have the blessing, Carl, that we can learn from the divine realm what humankind hasn't figured out yet. What is the divine perspective on the U.S. healthcare system? All right, so this is their perspective and channeling the light about this. The U.S. healthcare system is a quite troubled set of precepts and knowledge and biased thinking and is a very mixed blessing for those it purports to help. While there are many benefits and have been many gains in understanding of disease and the needs of the body and its normal functioning, there have been many abuses and shortcomings from adopting superficial thinking to generalize isolated instances of benefit to make the assumption that a similar approach will serve in other situations as well, when in fact a completely different approach might be more meaningful, safer, and more effective. And indeed, the premier example is in the discovery of antibiotics and the observation that taking the powder in a capsule could bring back people from the edge of death created a powerful desire that became an inner belief, an assumption that there might be a powder to correct all medical maladies, when in fact it was only the case that the antibiotic was helpful because the problem at hand was the invasion of an outside organism with a different chemistry than the human cell. And so the possibility existed to ingest a cellular poison specific to the microbe and not be harmed but kill the organisms off that were invading. And the approach was proven to be effective and set in motion the advent of a pharmaceutical industry looking for the proverbial silver bullets to do the same thing for illness across the board. The problems of illness are not biochemical. And the use of chemical agents to alter cellular biochemistry directly or indirectly is a false notion with a false promise. There may be ways to manipulate disease symptoms in this fashion, but they will never eradicate a disease and will always have a downside. The only question will be whether the downside can be tolerated or indeed survived prior to the eventual destruction of the person from the long-term adverse effects of the chemical being ingested. This way of thinking is so well entrenched, it will not go away anytime soon, and is, if anything, being strengthened by the apparent successes of the many attempts to obtain useful agents. But the exploration for useful chemical applications to alter living systems is only a delusion, for it fails to address the fundamental nature of illness as an energetic discord coming from karmic origins in most cases. The problems are ones of the karmic dilemma, and not of the particular bodily disturbance in evidence through the person's symptoms. So if the karma is addressed and healed, the body will thereafter return to balance. The discord will fade, and the symptoms will disappear as a result. This approach will work each and every time. The ability to develop a chemical agent for each human malady that will be safe, tolerated, and effective is simply not feasible. And there are many reasons for this as well. The chief reason is that the body systems and the cellular functioning involve many, many redundancies. 
And the reason is that biochemical processes were reused along the way by creator as useful tools to build the living systems and cellular composition of the human body. And so the lack of specificity will build in the lack of ability to target a a specific tissue or organ to help it function better or to moderate a response that is not being regulated in a healthy way. Inevitably, any chemical approach to impinge will be seen to affect many other cells and tissues in the body because of this redundancy. And the advent of the molecular genetics has shown the underlying reasons for this. But the take-home message has not yet filtered through that the quest and belief in specificity is essentially a dream that the scientists are chasing that will not come to fruition. And so the sooner that society recognizes that the emperor in this case has no clothes, it will realize that an entirely different approach is needed. And that will shake the complacency in relying on the pharmaceutical approach and will create a better climate for embracing the alternatives, including a spiritual approach to healing the karmic dilemmas of past trauma and changing the inner beliefs that are the bedrock and the causal levers behind illness. Wow. You know, it, it kind of reminds me that if all you got is a hammer, everything starts to look like a nail, you know. And um, you say, you know, that it's an interesting story about how we could just create a powder to solve everything, you know. And that's the hammer we have. We think, wow, just make that. The creator's telling us that's not going to work because the underlying problem is karma. Yeah, absolutely. And we we did a show last week about this. And that karma carries forward. It is an automatic system of the universe. It's not something to be trifled with. It's You have to reckon with it. There can be healing for it. But this is the basic problem, the fundamental problem. What is the divine perspective of surgery as practiced within U.S. healthcare system? Oh, boy. Well, here we go again. And, you know, we hate to be the bearer of sad tidings, but my goodness, you know, we got to face reality. And when you go to the divine realm and they don't like any of our institutions, they don't like anything that we're doing, you know, something needs to change. It's just that simple. So we need to face this. So this is what they say about this surgery. The change in the body by surgical intervention is always a negative energetically in altering the tissue architecture, which allows the conducting of intuitive energies and the body energies themselves. So there will always be an energetic aftermath that requires healing in some way and can remain permanently altered to the detriment of long-term function and longevity of the individual. So these energetic alterations are often at the root of long-term loss of function, the long-term residual negative sensations experienced by people with persistence of pain at the operative site, or alteration in function of various organs subjected to surgery. The tissues appear to heal, but the architecture for conducting the interpenetrating body energies never regains its normal function readily. This requires often some divine intervention to enact specifically because the instruction set to create the tissue layers and the architecture of the connective tissue matrix itself are no longer present once the body is formed. 
So this needs to be reawakened by a healing intervention so the proper instructions can be re-delivered to the body to fully restore the function to the pre-surgical level. There can be many consequences, some of which are involved with subsequent physical illnesses within the body. So there are a variety of effects that can cause digestive system malfunctions, cardiovascular malfunctions, lung malfunctions, and circulatory and nerve problems of all kinds. There is a long, long list of the consequences of surgical manipulation. So there will not be easy things to single out and point to as a culprit. Rather sobering. (laughs) This is not fun to hear, especially if you've had surgery. Well, this can be healed, so stay tuned. There's answers for this. Yeah, I would want to emphasize that we're not here to unduly beat up on the system. I mean, most everybody's doing their best out there. That's yeah. right. It's the best we have. Yeah, it's and the best we I, have. And and I never discourage people from going to get a medical checkup when they have a problem. Some things can be managed. And why be in pain if there is an easy, straightforward uh, adjunct that keeps you going? And until you can get divine healing, for example, which can take longer to get symptomatic relief, frankly. So th- it, there are no easy answers to the dilemma of being in the physical and have things go wrong. But you can use more than one approach. And that's the, that's the major message we want to give. We need to start thinking in a new way and reaching out to techniques that can bring us something of value that are safer. <clears throat> Another thing about the surgery is it turns out that anesthesia is not a free pass to avoid pain and allow all sorts of extensive manipulations while you're checked out. Science is beginning to see there are long-term consequences of anesthesia as well as deep sedation. And they noticed this first in children who subsequently did not develop fully in their neurologic function that they expected. And now they're seeing it in adults as well. And I'm told by Creator, this is going to really come to the foreground down the line, but you lose cognitive function. You lose neurologic activity and capability every time you go under anesthesia. This is just one of the consequences. And it's a risk factor for spirit possession. So you're liable to come home from the hospital with a nice group of demonic spirits inside you. And that can slow down your recovery and it can plague you the whole rest of your life. So I I just had a client who uh, called me about her daughter. They went to a famous hospital for some cosmetic surgery. She came home two days later. They ended up in the ER. And she was acting bizarrely, saying bizarre things, and started having symptoms of seizure. Then she transitioned, and it looked like she was having a stroke. And they didn't know what to do with her. And she called me, fortunately, and Mm -hmm. I did a spirit removal. And the girl normalized. Wow. And then this happened again. This happened again in another day or two. And they took her back to this famous hospital. And they did all the tests. They did an EEG. They did MRI. Couldn't find anything physically wrong. And I got wind of it. She sent me an email. I looked at her intuitively, she picked up another attachment. And Creator explained, this is the anesthesia. It caused 
a deficit in her ability to defend herself energetically, this is one of the consequences. So it's just like drugs of abuse or alcohol that impairs the body defenses. That's why they call it spirits when you go drinking. So There's just just so much in terms of, you know, creator earlier said that the, the majority of illness is karmic energetic discord. And but we're using you know physical chemistry to try to take care of an energetic problem. Yes. It kind of seems to me like you're going to shut a light off by clipping the electric cord, you know, in some ways. Well, um, and and it's 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 so much deeper because the energies we're talking about are even known to science yet. So it's it's a big black box to them, and they ignore the phenomena of this that have been documented. And so these are the two things, dark spirits getting into people, causing mischief. They can perturb the body as well. They create a lot of the symptoms that doctors can't diagnose because they don't fit the pattern of a typical chronic illness. And then the karmic things. 94% of illness is karmic in origin, 94%. Wow. And this is coming from an individual, you, Carl, that has vast experience in the pharmaceutical industry. You, You know what you're talking about. Well, I I spent all those years largely looking at ways to get rid of side effects of chemical substances that looked highly promising. But as soon as we looked at them a little more broadly, we saw they were affecting other organs and tissues, not just the one we needed to influence. This is using cascading effect, essentially. But there's a belief that you can tweak it and alter the molecular structure of the drug and then gain that specificity. And that's the... That's the false hope here, because it's rarer that you can do that and get away with it. Wow. I mean, there's probably times you can, but by and large, no. Yeah. Well, everything on the market has kind of gone through that winnowing down to get the ones that have the greatest specificity one can and hope you get away with it. So you might have a tenfold window or a tenfold range of concentration above which you're going to get into trouble. Right. And if and if you have a wide enough therapeutic index, you can use the drug with relative safety. And there's typically a few people who can't tolerate it, but this is just considered the price of doing business. And, and it does take a toll. And then we're back to that picture of the healthcare system beating the leading cause of death. Well, this is one of the major causes, the drug morbidity and mortality getting into this uh, side effect uh, arena. So it's not a benign undertaking. No, not at all. But we do want to emphasize that we're here to bring solutions that are not in conflict with today's world, but are going to supplement, going to undergird and lift up what we're we're attempting to do here. Uh, So stay tuned. It's going to get more positive, but it's been a lot to take in in terms of – facing the reality of this but everybody kind of knows this already i mean this is not news the ineffectiveness of the healthcare system for many many people yes uh, we're coming well, up on a break here carl uh, any quick last thoughts before we go well i think everyone has a story they know someone they've had someone in their family that's been burned by the medical system and they just figure well it's just bad luck well there's lots of bad luck going on and that's the big picture we don't see usually okay well Stay tuned. We'll be back after this break.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Back for the second segment of our show, Get Wisdom. Uh, Carl and I are talking about the limitations and downside of medicine and surgery and creator's perspective on it all. Uh, we're also we also need to address the mental health care system. So we're going to take a look at that. Carl, what is a what is the divine perspective of use of medication for mental illness and emotional problems? Well, unfortunately, this falls in that same category of desperation and thinking if you have a powder to do something for a particular dilemma, there's a powder for every dilemma. And the desperate need for ways to contain people, especially when they're out of control. I mean, this is this has been a crying need all through the ages. And that's how people get into these snake pits of old where they're bound and tied to beds all day or they're in straitjackets and so on. It's very ghastly without having some way to sedate people and so on. So there's a real need for things. Oh, but yeah. The history for, of mental illness is horrific. <laughs> yeah. But here's, here's what the, the divine uh, uh, consultants say about this. The pharmaceutical approach to mental illness and helping people with emotional difficulties is a quite problematic one. The approach has many flaws inherent with it. It is an empirical exercise based on many false assumptions. First and foremost is the notion that if a chemical has an effect on the mind, It will be a straightforward matter to create chemical structures to produce any desired effect, including the restitution and reconstitution of problems and functions that may be impaired or missing. And this is inherently a flawed idea because the problems that are related to functioning of mind and brain are all karmic in nature. So the manifestation of the discord and the consequences for impairment of thought, feeling, and action are rarely a true physical or medical issue. The mind and brain, for the most part, are functioning perfectly. They are just not doing what the person wants, which is to feel normal and to feel happy no matter what. And so the problem they are experiencing 
is that the mind and brain are creating inner discord and a battle from conflict within themselves. And they are not appreciating there are good reasons for the contest. The choices available for impinging on the neurochemistry to achieve a desired result are highly uncertain and quite likely to have side effects that are as difficult and as destructive as the original condition might be, particularly with chronic use over extended time periods. And this is the only way that benefits can be obtained and justified as the drugs are never a cure, they're only a holding action. And even the state of functioning of the mind and brain in a given circumstance as labeled by physicians, whether depression, anxiety, mania, or psychosis, is rarely more than a superficial resemblance to a true biochemical representation of what is actually taking place. So the chemical agents used in medication are able to mimic in a surface way some effects that can push the body systems towards a rebalanced state, but they do so quite imperfectly. Some patients may stay on their prescriptions as they're obtaining some placebo effect, but others may have too large a negative reaction and will need to withdraw their medication at some point to feel normal or at least improve as the medication is making them worse. This is a rather sorry state of affairs, but is in fact the way things are at present. As for the so-called psychiatric conditions or for mental and emotional issues, there are no true magic bullets that are broad applicability, efficacy, and safety. For this will not be possible. As the conditions in the first place, as we have outlined, are not a biochemical derangement to begin with. And so it is using a chemical abnormality that is induced by an externally administered chemical to compensate for a karmic life dilemma and indeed is doing a disservice to the body, not only in being a crude instrument for all the reasons we've stated, but in addition, introducing a foreign material to which the body will also react as a foreign substance. And that will add additional discord to the system as well. And so even though a person decides often willingly to take their pills, the body will not understand why it is being subjected to a substance that is impairing what it is trying to do and will fight back on some level. So this energetic discord that results is another kind of side effect that is always in the background as long as the medication is being used. Wow, this is tough stuff to hear, but critically important to know about for sure. Can you comment on the pros and cons of psychotherapy as typically practiced today? Well, we have to cover this arena as well because this is uh, a, a an important adjunct to care for people with emotional difficulties as well as serious mental problems. <clears throat> and here's what the light says about this. The role of psychotherapists has value in many instances for there are many individuals who simply have no one to confide in or talk to about their problems in their emotional life. Beyond the role of friend and confidant, The efficacy and value of the therapy itself has limitations. It can provide the interior inspection needed to allow the subconscious to surface true issues and allow an epiphany and a surrender by a person to finally embrace the level of discord and allow it to be replaced through a letting go of their fueling and encouraging the discord to persist. 
Beyond that, the benefits become less and less and become more and more offset by the inevitable consequences of talking about the life difficulties and often giving them a diagnostic label that tends to carve it in stone and become a definition of their personhood. Both are quite destructive influences. So while the benefits are there, the downside is there as well, and it becomes a race to see which will predominate. Unfortunately, most therapies of that kind become a treadmill that traps the person into an indefinite therapeutic relationship until such a point is reached that the money runs out or patients becomes exhausted in seeing they're still on the same plateau after much, much effort, and they simply quit. Wow, jeez. <laughs> Looking forward to that good news, Carl. Yes, is well, the curve, yeah, go ahead. Hang in. <laughs> yeah, hang in there, yeah. Is the current focus on cognitive behavioral therapy an advance or a retreat as it moves even further from dealing directly with the subconscious mind? Well, the advent of this approach is intended to do something more short-term, and that's because the insurance companies don't like paying for things that drag on and drag on and drag on and appear to have marginal uh, benefit for the person. You know, if it's all you have, you want it, and you do need it. You need something. But the, the problem is when it doesn't truly serve you. And so the light says about this approach is, that it is both. It is on the one hand a way to focus attention on positive steps to undertake for individuals to gain better control of themselves and their circumstances and then giving them a tool to use to modify their conduct in particular circumstances. They're given a template to follow to allow a new choice to be taken that has a different vibrational feel and will likely result in a different vibrational outcome if the person is able to follow the suggestions. This gives a positive focus and a positive direction to the person and takes them away from the focus on the unending autopsy of most talk therapies. So in that regard, it is a much more positive and beneficial application of psychological theory. The deficiencies, however, are great in not embracing and using the ability to work with the subconscious to make a more fundamental change in the nature of the person to render their problem obsolete through the healing of the karmic dilemma. And so that is held within the subconscious, within the inner beliefs based on prior life experience and the lessons learned, either appropriate or less so, in the sense of resulting in a broad brush assumption of their limitations, the need for pain, the helplessness and hopelessness of their situation, and the lesser meaning of their lives, and so on. The need is great to give people a full and effective reinvention of their belief systems to solve most problems in a thorough and efficient manner. The tool of cognitive behavioral therapy is simply an expedient that allows some individuals to cope better, but rarely to make a fundamental shift in the dynamics of their problem. So it is a stopgap somewhat analogous to use of medication, which covers up symptoms and allows a person to cope and adapt to the way they are with lesser pain, but is never a cure. Wow. You know, the sentence that jumps out at me is the very first one of the last paragraph. The need is great to give people a full and effective reinvention of their belief systems. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty profound statement. Well, and it's not easily done. No. <laughs> and there's, there's no way to do this that we know of other than torture. 
and deep hypnotic mind control manipulation. There We're are, not advocating either right here. No, no, no. We're not, <laughs> we don't suggest let's move in that direction. Yeah, Force right. people out of their illnesses under duress. No, <laughs> quite the opposite. Creator can change your beliefs. There are thousands of DNA theta healers out there. I'm one of them who work with creator directly and with a person directly, consciously, with their consent to replace a limiting belief like, I am unworthy of being loved with something positive. Like, I am a good person. People will like me for who I am and find me a value. Okay, that's a stepping stone. That's a start in shifting things for that person. So there are other approaches, and that's that's the point here. But the, you're, even you're the saying, deepest, darkest things can be resolved. But what you're saying is that there's a need for creator's involvement, essentially divine intervention. That was even said earlier in this show uh, during one of the one of the passages you were sharing with us that there needs to be a divine intervention in a lot of these cases, and that yeah. just um, the positive affirmation isn't necessarily what we're talking about here. Just just telling yourself I'm a good person, right. person, person, person. There's something more that has to happen. Absolutely. And and the use of affirmations is oversold. It's oversubscribed. And it's part of a kind of a disinformation campaign that you can use magical thinking to overcome all your problems and manifest a better life and manifest abundance and manifest better health. It's wishful thinking unless you take concrete steps to address the problem directly. This is what the divine realm does. When they go in to heal, they look at your history. They look at the Akashic records through multiple lifetimes, way, way, way back. And they see where the problem came from. And that is why when they cure something, it goes away. So someone with a tumor, if they have a divine healing, can go in the doctor the next day, and the tumor's gone. It's disappeared from the scans. They can't feel it anymore with palpation because the divine realm went back into the past and healed the karmic trauma that projected forward into the current life and caused that tissue to become dysregulated and abnormal in its growth. They undo it, and it disappears this is a far more elegant way to do things than cut someone open. Wow. Well, what you're implying here is that the reality of our dilemma, our health dilemma, is far more complex and deep and misunderstood than, than modern science really has a, a, a handle on. They're only seeing basically the surface, and they're ignoring the whole underbelly of the spirit causes and the, the distant past and the fact that we're actually – much longer live beings than just what's one lifetime. Absolutely. The average person's been here more than 400 lifetimes. That's a lot of trauma. A lot of bad things have happened during our lives. We're living in a more blessed age at the moment, but it's, it's always been a lot harsher, more, more challenging, and more difficult in the past than today. <clears throat> so we have a large backlog of unmet healing needs. And that's what's showing up in the current life. It's this pile up and the pile on and a new trauma triggers all the old things. And then it wears you down. This is why people break and eventually they get old and gnarly and spent and, and more and more chronic illnesses start. 
and then their life is shortened. It's the accumulation of negativity and trauma, and it comes to the foreground and overwhelms the person. Oh. But we, we're going to share solutions about that. Um, and since, you know, these problems are energetic in form, it seems to me that the solution has to be largely energetic in form as well. Well, it's spiritual in the sense that it is a manipulation of consciousness. And so that gets into a rather esoteric, complex discussion. But it's something the divine realm knows all about. And we don't have to know all the precise details. Ah, we that's only the good have news. To- Yes, we only have to know enough about it to ask for that level of help. Otherwise, we're going to get some baby talk and some patting on the back and so on because we're too ignorant to ask for what we truly need. This is part of our learning we're going through. It's a tough school that we're in. And we've we've talked about this in past episodes. The need for prayer and the outreach to the divine, because it's a free will zone. This is our dilemma that we're going through down here. And they're not just going to step in without a request. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's probably one of the most misunderstood things surrounding, you know, the ability to heal with prayer and, and through, you know, mental outreach is that it's necessary. It's not so, well, you know, I'd like to say your suffering is not currency. In other words, you can't trade your suffering for a response. You have to actually ask for a response. You know, you can't sit back and go, well, if I suffer enough, somebody will take pity on me and jump in and solve my problem. It's a nice theory. It doesn't, doesn't actually work in my personal experience. You actually yes. have to reach out and ask for intervention. And that's what we're going to talk about in the next segment. Yeah. We need to wake up. We need to be empowered and informed. Well, there's a lot to get informed about. Um, coming up on a break in another minute or two. Um, what you have some other ideas uh, as far as you know um, examples that you've had in your your practice where well, people have. Oh, I can talk for hours about. Yeah, I'm sure you can. <laughs> uh, th- things I've witnessed, things I've seen, but I think the key things that leap out in this discussion are. Creator did not design the human body to be cut up and manipulated surgically. And Creator has told me that verbatim. This was not part of Creator's plan. That's why surgical operations leave things permanently askew and it doesn't heal on its own fully. Yeah, the wound will close because accidents can happen. Creator foresaw that. Right. But not deep surgical manipulations and wounding. And again, we're not talking about not getting surgeries because that's the best we got going right now. We're talking about how we can heal some of the unknown effects of surgery that we're sharing with you today. Yes. Carl, we're, we're up on a break. Be sure to visit getwisdom.com slash LHP. You can get a download book of describing our Lightworker Healing Protocol training. Uh, get L- getwisdom.com slash prayer to get our prayer book. And we'll be right back with the last segment right after this. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. 
At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the last segment of Get Wisdom. We've been talking about uh, how our health, present health care system is, is underserving our many, many healing needs. We're not here to beat up on it, but we are here to reveal what's going on and what more we can do about it. Um, before we get into that, uh, what, what, do you have anything that you want to add before we get into this, Carl? Well, you're reading my mind because I was just thinking, you know, we should share a prayer that we've been taught by Creator for healing. Because this is something everyone can do and is a good idea, especially if you've got something brewing and or a chronic problem you can't seem to overcome. So this is a healing prayer. And you use your own word for God, Allah, whatever your choice. I use source creator. It's more generic. That's the reason I use it, not to dodge anything. But I don't want to affiliate myself with a particular flavor of religion that starts to separate me. So here's the prayer. Source creator, help me each and every day to keep my body safe and strong in all ways by making healthy choices and seek those things that reward and support a long and happy life. Correct all inner discord and signs of illness within according to my highest good. Okay, so that's it. So wow, and then, it's on record. It's it's short. It's it's very sweet. It's and and it's not an affirmation. P- people need no. to understand that there's a tremendous difference between a prayer and an affirmation. You know? Yes, this is a direct request for specific things, it, and it also acknowledges the personal responsibility. So it's asking for guidance. Help me stay on track. Help me do the things that are best for my body and my health. And you can get divine inspiration, guidance, reminders, feelings of guilt from your higher self when you overindulge (laughs) in something that's unhealthy and so on. But also it's acknowledging it's for your highest good. And that could mean you need to have a painful lesson at times from karma. But that's another story. So let's let's move on to the additional info here. Sure. What can we do to overcome our negativity as a species and its consequences? And this is what the creator says. There are many paths to healing. And this you've seen in details. You've explored many personally and sought knowledge about many, many others. This is because there are multiple levels to the ongoing difficulty. 
This can be done to some extent through the physical level, but the other realms of mental, emotional, energetic, and spiritual are much more robust and fruitful. This is the great learning stage you are in to look beyond your current physical medicine approach. The manipulation of the body with chemicals and intervention through surgical alteration can be expeditious, but will never be ultimate answers for most kinds of difficulty or suffering, particularly of the mind and emotion where the greatest level of discord and suffering are experienced. There are higher solutions needed. Ultimately, the answer is returning to the light by being fully in alignment. This requires holding the highest of love vibrations with full love and acceptance of the self as well as others, no matter what they may have done. This is very difficult for most humans to achieve and is really the source of the problem and its greatest difficulty. You no longer have the wherewithal in most cases to return to the state of enlightenment on your own. This is why so much healing is still needed and why healers can be of such tremendous value to assist people in their forward progress, to move towards a closer awareness and acceptance and expression of the divine in their experience at all levels and their interactions with the rest of the world. Can you summarize the Lightworker Healing Protocol and describe for us the importance of the approach to healing it takes compared to the mainstream perspectives for overcoming human problems, whether mental, emotional, physical, or spiritual. All right, so this is a self-help tool. You can have it administered by someone else like myself. It is designed to go to another level by asking with greater specificity for a whole array of possible problems that might be underlying your distress or discomfort or ill health. So it's a a higher informed prayer request that's being done. And getting a healer to help you also has a blessing in that you have the benefit of their belief quotient. Their belief will add to yours so you can reach the 100% level that's needed to have divine assistance rendered. This is a big pitfall in prayer work. Most people today don't really believe fully enough to get a divine intervention. This is one of the hard lessons about dealing with the divine. You have to be true. You have to cultivate your faith and so on. So here's what Creator says about this Lightworker Healing Protocol we've developed through the years. The Lightworker Healing Protocol is a true human-divine collaboration on all levels. It was initiated by you and supported by us. You have added to it many times by virtue of your diligence in exploring unmet needs and to understand more deeply the nuances of what takes place when things are in disarray and need healing to set them right. The dynamics of what takes place the involvement of energy, and in particular, the driving forces of karma in it all are quite important to human enlightenment and depth of understanding. So this is a very important eventuality, and we certainly appreciate your diligence in bringing about the depth of understanding that is accumulated through years of effort to chip away at all aspects of human need and understand more fully what is missing and why. The ability to gain great wisdom about the divine realm and the process 
<clears throat> is not just a bonus and a bargain, but is part of the collaboration that ensues. When people are in earnest to embrace the divine and want to have us as a part of things in a direct way. The fruit of this enterprise of information sharing is the Lightwork Healing Protocol as a very careful step-by-step process of addressing every potential source of negativity that can befall a human being in terms of major categories. That is a sufficient level of detail to request high-level and specific assistance to bring things back into alignment and good order once and for all. This will eliminate illness. It will eliminate much negativity, many emotional struggles and impairments. This is in many ways a righting of wrongs, of restoring an equilibrium to souls that are battered by interloper mischief to drag them down and diminish them and to even rob them of their ingenuity and creativity. For those simply subjugated and constrained, the awakening of their creative awareness of what is possible in order to see what is missing and to understand the nature of the negative beings living among them will help guide intelligent decisions about how to address the opportunities here on an individual basis. All have a stake in this, for all have healing needs, whether they realize this or not. The many centuries of lifetimes building up inner karmic disorder and disarray need to be set right. This will only come with deep inner healing, and this must be worked on through the subconscious level. The tools are now available for this for the first time in a cogent, convenient way. The Lightworker Healing Protocol represents a streamlined, practical, and accessible tool that anyone can use who has faith in the divine and wants to make a difference in their life or the lives of others through high-level informed and detailed requests to the divine realm to have the loved one raised up and improved in whatever way brings the greatest benefit. This will deal with illness, whether physical, emotional, or a kind of spiritual dilemma. As such, it capitalizes on the great knowledge of the divine in the understanding of what has gone wrong and what is needed to restore smooth function. Humans lack an understanding beyond the most superficial level of where problems truly come from and how to set them right. This knowledge needs to be taught, and that is another function you will be doing. Well, we certainly hope that we have piqued your interest in this thing that we call the Lightworker Healing Protocol. And we have information about that that you, we, we heartily invite you to, to, to check out at getwisdom.com slash LHP. Getwisdom.com slash LHP, and you can download the information pamphlet on the Lightworker Healing Protocol. The Lightworker Healing Protocol, um, I, I practice it. I've been trained in it. And it's basically a very long series of prayer requests. And we, Carl just mentioned that the Lightworker Healing Protocol from you know, Creator is saying it's a tool. So a lot of people don't think of prayer as a tool to actually fix things. But that's essentially what this mission is all about. Yes. Well, I mentioned earlier the example of a young girl who had all sorts of neurological bizarre symptoms following a routine cosmetic surgery. And it was due to spirit attachments. Well, the mainstream doesn't believe in this phenomenon. They don't recognize that it is a reality. 
if someone comes forward with those sort of symptoms, it's either a bizarre neurological disorder or it's a delusional psychotic break in the individual causing hallucinations and so forth. And neither neither of those assessments will be correct in this instance. So the first thing a light worker healing protocol does is it goes looking for all the types of spirit interactions that might be influencing the person. And there are a number of categories of spirits that impinge on humans, get into their energies, and then persist like parasites. And this is a very complex undertaking sometimes. Sometimes it's very simple. But if you don't have a solution that fits the disorder, it's not going to change. It will only get worse. You might cover it up. The antipsychotics will block the influence of dark spirits, creating psychotic symptoms in a person and the hallucinations, the voices in their mind and so on. But when they want to get off those meds because they start to have other side effects, they're in real trouble again because nothing has really cured them. So this is an awakening that really needs to happen. And it goes on from there. And one of the key things about this I I want to mention is the idea of the protocol is just as much to do prevention. Prevent these problems from from manifesting in the person's life. There are a lot of karmic things brewing in us now that we're not aware of yet. We're not old enough to have it chip away so much that it starts to create a problem in one of our tissues or organs. And we don't have symptoms yet, but it's on track to do that. And this is where people can get into trouble when they get, you know, serviced by the system. I had a friend who passed away two days ago. He had a routine orthopedic operation slated. And he's had such things done before, you know, the knees and the hips Mm -hmm. and this sort of thing. And he died. He just died. And I asked Creator about what happened. And Creator said his undoing was a misfortune owing to the medical procedure inflicted on him. And we use that term advisedly, knowing the circumstances. This is not to start an inquiry going, but simply to reinforce for you the work you do to bring truth about the medical approach and surgery in particular, being highly undesirable given any other alternative. Wow, so, it's just too invasive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In an ideal yeah. world, creator says, people would be working on their health and well-being on a continual basis. So there would be little need to treat illness because it would simply be prevented in most instances. Prevention worth <laughs> Yeah. If illness comes prevention from, worth a pound of cure, absolutely. Yes. Well we got less than a minute, Carl. Any final thoughts? Well, if illness comes from karma, karmic trauma of the past, and the divine realm can heal karmic trauma of the past, what are you waiting for? Why wait till it overtakes you, overwhelms you, and then brings very serious problems that are harder to heal at that point? Why not have some routine divine care? And this is not hard to do. You can have periodic sessions with this protocol to help keep you in fighting trim, as well as deal with ongoing issues that rumble now. So this is our our message and our outreach, both as a healer, helping people with lots of self-healing processes that allow the spiritual to come in and participate 
I know the wisdom and the validity of what I'm saying. It is not an instant cure. It cannot fix everyone. Some people's problems are too deep and too wide and can take years because oh. there have been centuries involved in their creation. But you got to start somewhere. We're right at the end, Carl. Uh, join us All next right. week. We'll talk more about the Lightweight Learning Protocol. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 